Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 24. Now, the title of this message this morning is The Last Hour. The Last Hour. The Last Hour. Now, this message here, um, the Lord has put on my heart, and you know, um, the Apostle John actually, he uses that term, the last hour, to refer to the end times. Um, John made a statement he says the last hour meaning and talking about the end times there's also a great book out there that you could read along with your Bible about prophecy one of the most trusted voices that I would recommend out there to you and the actual title of the book is called the last hour uh, picking up from the apostle John I know I'm preaching out of Matthew but I'm just kind of setting some things up here about the last hour from uh, an Israeli Christian. Um, his name is Amir, and then you're going to have to pray with me on this last name here. Uh, Zarfati, I believe it is. It's T-S, the T silent, but Zarfati, Amir Zarfati. Uh, uh, Johnny Sumlin gave me that book a couple of years ago. And as uh, far as studying prophecy and end times, this is one of the best uh, books that I've ever read, just kind of walking you through the scriptures. And, uh, but anyway, if you were to look up the last hour and just remember the first name, Amir. Uh, he lives in Israel. He puts out a devotion each week. If you're looking for some trusted voice to come out of what's going on in Israel right now, I would encourage you to look up his uh, daily de- or his devotional, weekly devotional. Uh, he, there's some news there. It's not fake news. It's, it's, the, it's the truth coming out So uh, of what's happening there in Israel. So the title of the message today is The Last Hour. Are we living? Are we living in the last hour? Are we living in the last hour? Now, with everything that we see happening, uh, all the global events that we see happening, especially now that Israel is at war, people are asking if this is the last hour. Are we living in the last hour? In other words, they're asking the question: Is this the end? I've heard more conversations about uh, Bible prophecy and end times over the last several weeks and I've heard in a long time and, and people are asking questions is, is what's happening now in Israel uh, at war uh, is, it, is it Bible prophecy being fulfilled uh, people have questions and concerns about the future and they also have questions about the events that we uh, see taking place right now before our very eyes and these events that are taking place can can, can be uncertain and what we see happening right now can cause a lot of anxiety and fear for people people are frightened and 
They want to know, is there going to be any hope in, the, in this last hour? Is there going to be any hope in this final hour? People want to know what's going to happen next. They're, they're concerned about what's going to happen next into the future. People want to know what to look for. And people want to know, should I even be concerned with the future right now? And the answer to all of that is yes, yes, yes. Bible prophecy being fulfilled? Yes. Should you be concerned about what's happening right now? Yes. Should you be concerned about the events in the future? Yes. Yes, we should be concerned. We should be praying and we should be focused on these events. And the next prophetic event, if you want to be ready to write something down, what to look for next, the next prophetic event that we need to be focused on and be ready for is the second coming of Jesus Christ. Listen, church, hear me well this morning. Jesus is coming back for his church. There's going to be a day the church is going to be raptured out of here. Hallelujah. Jesus is coming back. The next prophetic event that you need to be looking for and ready for is the second coming of Jesus Christ. The rapture the church out of here. He will come back and establish his kingdom. He's coming back, and he's coming back as King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. He's coming back. So when you get to talking to people and they want to know what's next, what's next, what's next, you, you tell them, hey, you need to be ready. Jesus is coming back. Be ready. Jesus is coming back. We need to be concerned about what's going on in Israel. We need to pray for them. We need to support them. We need to do everything we can for them. But we get so uh, wrapped up in uh, those details around it of who's who and what's going to happen next. But let me just tell you, you need to be focused on Jesus coming back. And Jesus declared he would come back again. He declared that he would come back again. And we find that in Matthew 24. And you got homework tonight. Hello. Uh, you got some homework tonight. And I'm going to check next week if you did it or not. So to, you, you need to read the entire chapter. Matthew 24, read the entire chapter. If you can, read it this evening. Matthew 24. I'm going to pick up at verse 27. And Jesus is speaking here in verse 27. And he's speaking to his disciples, and, and they're asking him, uh, when's all this going to happen? Just like what people are asking today. When is, when is all this going to happen? When is it going to happen? And the disciples were asking the same question. When is, all, when is the end going to come? When is it all going to happen? And Jesus replies to them in uh, Matthew 24 and verse 27. He says this, For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. In other words, as, as a, like a, a flash of lightning, the Son of Man will come. And then he says here, wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. He's talking about signs. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. Jesus declared that he was coming back. He declared he was coming back. And not only did Jesus declare it, but the angels even declared the second coming of Christ. When, when Jesus was resurrected from the dead, he, he had visible, visible appearances uh, before his followers and before Jesus was to ascend back to heaven, we find in Acts chapter 1 
that he is speaking to his disciples and he, he's given them the great commission to go and preach the gospel uh, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then the Bible says that uh, right before their very eyes, uh, a cloud hid him from their sight and they were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white, two angels, and they said, men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who's been taken from you into heaven, he will come back, he will come back in the same way you've seen him go into heaven. The, listen, Jesus declared he was coming back. The angels declared he was coming back. And even the apostles declared he would come back a second time. Paul, the apostle, said in Titus 2.13, he says, We wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Friend, listen to me this morning. If you're, if you're here this morning and you want to know what's next, that what's next is the second coming of Christ. Jesus declared it. The angels declared it. The apostles declared it. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you this, church, Someday, and I believe very near in the future, at God's appointed time, Jesus Christ is coming back, and he's going to come back in power, and he's going to come back in glory, and it's going to be a visible return. Everybody will see it. Hallelujah. And so what are we supposed to do as Christians? What are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to walk around sad and in fear? No, no. We're supposed to uh, walk uh, with faith, and we're supposed to be encouraged by knowing that Jesus is coming back and we're supposed to be prepared for his second return and we re, we re, we're prepared by waiting for him, watching for him, and working for him. And we do it with hope and joy. Friend, we need to be ready and, and excited and anticipating that Jesus could come back at any time. Hallelujah. And I know a lot of us... Um, you know, I don't claim to stand up here. There's a lot I could learn about Bible prophecy. Um, you know, I tell people that Bible prophecy is not meant to uh, scare you. It's meant to prepare you. And we may not know how everything's going to unfold exactly. I, I can't tell you in, in details that I know of how uh, China and Russia, I mean, we know they're, they're going to play a big part in the end times. We know uh, they're going to... Uh, come against Israel. In fact, we know that it's been said that uh, those countries would, along with Iran, would just love to wipe Israel off the face of the map. It's, it's not about occupation there. It's about removing the existence of them off the land. Period. They want to wipe them out. And we see uh, Hamas and Hezbollah and all these uh, terrorists gathering around there. And, and I don't know how all that's going to play out but I can tell you this, that I might not be sure of all that, but what I am sure of this morning is the prophetic, the prophetic event that Jesus is coming back. I can tell you that. I know for sure he is coming back, and we need to be ready. In fact, you can go all the way back to the New Testament, and the New Testament can remind us that we need to be sure that Jesus is coming back. We may not be sure. If people ask you questions, you say, you know, I'm not quite sure, but here's what I am sure about. Jesus is coming back. And the Old Testament tells us that we can be sure of the second coming of Christ even all the way back to Daniel Daniel uh, chapter 7 Daniel has this prophetic vision about the future and here's what he says in the Old Testament in my vision at night I looked and there before me was one like 
a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven he approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence he was given authority glory and sovereign power all nations and peoples of every language worship him his dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed Hallelujah. Even Daniel, Daniel was sure that Jesus was coming back. The Messiah would come again. In the New Testament, in the New Testament alone, the prophetic words given about the second coming of Christ over 300 times in the New Testament, one of those being in Hebrews 9, verse 28. The Bible says Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people, and he will appear a second time not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who were waiting for him. The New Testament, in Revelation 22:20, 20, Jesus said these words about himself. He says, I'm going to come again. I love what he says in 22:20. 20. He says, yes, I am coming soon. It's an imminent return. It's a soon coming king on his way. Hallelujah. Now, this thing about the second coming of Christ, this is what was foundational for the early church they, they listen Jesus was sure when he proclaimed he would come back again the angels were sure the apostles were sure the church was sure that he was coming back in fact they stood on this uh, doctrine this uh, word from God that there would be a second coming of Jesus Christ that's what inspired them and motivated them to keep their faith through all kinds of persecution and suffering the early church, they encountered all kinds of problems. They encountered all kinds of suffering and persecution. Many of the people in the early church were beaten and burned and beheaded. The early church, many of those followers were beaten, burned, and beheaded. Now, I've made this statement from this pulpit before, and I'm going to walk back my words right now. Because I said several times that I felt like that as we go forward, it's going to get worse before it gets better for us. And I've always said, I don't think that we would ever get to a place where we would probably have to face the persecution that the early church did. But now after seeing what happened in Israel and, and how those people, listen, babies burned, families burned, beheaded, happening right now in, our, in this world. If it can happen there, it can happen here. We better wake up. If it can happen in Israel, it can happen right here in America. But here's what's encouraging. That even during those times in the early church when they were facing death and facing persecution for their faith, Many of them, they never denied Christ. They kept enduring to the end. They kept holding on to their faith in God. They never gave in. They never gave up. They stood firm under stress. They persevered under pressure. And you know how they endured? You know how they endured through the pain? You know how they endured through the problems and the persecution? They were sure, they were sure that Jesus was coming back again and this world was not their home. They were sure. I, I'm going to stand, I'm going to stand, I'm not going to give up, I'm not going to give in. The, the, the stress may come, the problems may come, but I'm going to keep pressing on. I'm not giving up. You know why? Because I'm sure Jesus is coming back and this is not my home. Hallelujah. God help us. They were sure, they were sure, and we need to be sure. 
Hey, they were sure that something that, that there was something more Jesus had prepared for them that was far better. They were sure of that. And listen, church, we can be sure that Jesus is coming back to take us to a place that is far better, far better. It's far better because it'll be a place with no more tears. It'll be a place with no more tragedy. It'll be a place with no more sorrow, no more suffering, no more sickness, no more sin. It's going to be far better because there's going to be no more pain, no more diseases, no more wars, no more suicides, no more of that junk. Listen, we can be sure it's going to be far better when Jesus comes back the second time. Hallelujah. Far better. Our hope is not in this world. Listen to me, church. Your hope is not in this world. Don't get frazzled by what you see going on in the world around you. Your hope is not in this world. Your hope is not in what you're facing today. You're, listen, I know you're in battles. The battles are real. We all face them. But listen to me this morning. Just hold on because Jesus is coming back and it's going to be far better. Far better. And my prayer is, come, Lord Jesus, come. Rip the sky wide open and come, come. Hallelujah. Rip the sky wide open and come, Lord Jesus. Come soon. Come quickly. Come down from heaven and snatch us out of here. I hope you're ready this morning. I hope you're ready. Come, Lord Jesus. Come down and snatch the people out of here. You know that's what's going to happen. Because we find in 1 Thessalonians, listen to what Paul said. He said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18, he says this, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven. He's not sending a representative. He says the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. Blast that trumpet, Lord, blast it. And the dead in Christ will rise first. And after that, we who are still alive, who are left, will be called up. That word can be snatched. Called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Not we might. Not we hope so, but we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. I say, come down from heaven now, Lord. Split the sky wide open. Come and snatch us up out of here. Hallelujah. Be ready. Be ready. Because Jesus is going to come back from heaven and he's going to rapture his church out of this world. Make sure you're ready to be snatched. Have you ever been snatched before? Some of you need to get snatched this morning so you'll wake up. Spiritually. Make sure you're rapture ready. You need to be ready for this prophetic event. Because people that are not ready for the second coming of Christ, they're going to be left behind for the great tribulation. And friend, you do not want to be left behind for the great tribulation. You, you think it's bad now. You, we don't know anything compared to that. But the good news is, as Christians, we won't be here for that. But if you're not a follower of Christ, you're going to be left behind for the great tribulation. People who are not ready for the second coming of Christ, they're going to, they're going to miss Jesus and they're going to be separated from God's presence in a place called hell. You need to be ready for the second coming of Christ. 
be ready for it. Listen, friend, it's going to happen. It's going to, you can be sure it's going to happen. Not, not if it happens, not we hope it happens. It's going to happen. You can take it to the bank. Be sure of it. Jesus is coming back. So ready for him to come. We can be sure he's coming back, but what we can't be sure of is the day or the hour. Jesus said these words here. He says in Matthew 24, 36, he says, No one knows the day or hour, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Now we know that uh, if you were to study throughout history, there, there's been people to try to predict this prophetic event when Jesus is going to come back. There's, there's been cults that have tried to uh, determine what hour, what, what day, what hour. They said they knew it. Listen, if you ever get around anybody that claims they know the day and the hour that Jesus is coming back, you need to tie your shoes up real good and get to running away from them real quick. Because they're crazy. Oh, Lord, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that. Lord, forgive me. They're just misinformed. Many claiming they knew the exact day when Jesus was come back. When Jesus said, no one knows the day, nobody knows the day nor the hour. But here's what Jesus did say. Jesus said there would be signs. There would be signs that would point to his return. And you find those signs. When you do your homework tonight, you're going to read about them. It says signs like wars and rumors of wars. Look what's going on around us right now. I mean, uh, we, we've already seen in the news right now, uh, we're about to see World War III. There's these wars and rumors of wars, and Jesus says there's going to be these signs of famines and earthquakes. And friend, if you were to really look at the news, there's earthquakes going on all over the world every day, several places. And then to think about famine, there's places that are dealing with famine, and I don't know if you need to hear this or not but you need to wake up here in America and realize how close we are to a food shortage here in America and you wonder why that the Chinese are buying up the farms in America why would Bill Gates buy up farms in America I'm telling you we better be ready the signs are all around us well y'all think the pastor's have lost his mind today signs and then he gives more signs he gives more signs. He says these are not only going to be the signs of rumors of wars and famines and earthquakes and pestilence and disease, but there's going to be signs like in Noah's day. Go all the way back to Noah's day when, when the flood came through. There's going to be signs and people will be partying and people will be pursuing worldly things and people will be participating in evil and wicked works and people will be violent and people will be getting drunk. If you're God's people, you should not be drinking. You shouldn't be drinking. You shouldn't be getting drunk. You should be sober and with your eyes open and be ready for the coming of Christ. Come on, hallelujah. Participating in evil and wicked works. People be mocking God. People be more focused on sinning instead of focused on the signs. The people in Noah's day were not able to escape the wrath of God because they paid no attention to the signs. I wonder how many people are going to miss Jesus when he comes back again because they're paying no attention to the signs. People in the last hour, they're going to miss Jesus when he comes back because they're not going to be ready. They're not going to be looking for the signs. People in the last hour are going to miss Jesus because they, they refuse to repent of their sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. People will miss Jesus in this last hour when he comes back because they're going to be lovers of self rather than lovers of God. 
They're going to love their sin more than they love Jesus. In the last hour, people are going to miss Jesus when he comes back because they're going to be, they're going to be too busy pursuing the things of this world, chasing after the things of this world, more concerned about gaining the things of this world instead of coming into a relationship with Jesus Christ. When Jesus actually warned us, he says, what profit a man if he gains the whole world yet loses his soul? It comes down to this right here. Listen to me, please. It comes down to this. You're either saved or you're unsaved. You're either saved or you're unsaved. You're either following Jesus or you're not following Jesus. You're either, you're either rapture ready or you're not ready. You're either heaven bound or hell bound. So the question this morning, which one are you? Sir? Which one are you? Ma'am, which one are you? Young, young, young man, young, young lady, which one of you? Are you saved or unsaved? Listen, Jesus is coming back. And you need to be ready. God, help us to be ready. Jesus said, be ready because the day and the hour are unknown. But I can promise you right now, friend, God knows the day. He knows the hour. On his calendar, there's a set date that he is sending his son Jesus back. And he's going to come back, and it's going to be suddenly, and it's going to be unexpected. In fact, the Bible says that he's going to come like a thief in the night. When you least expect him, the Bible refers to in the twinkling of an eye, in the, in the blink of an eye, he's going to come. Like lightning flashes in the east to the west. Bam, he's going to come. And it's going to be too late. Be ready, be ready, be ready. We look at the signs all around us of Jesus coming back and no one knows the day or the hour, but we should look with anticipation. We should have expectancy about us because today could be today. It could be while I'm preaching. It could be while we're at lunch. It could be while you lay down to go to sleep tonight. It could be in the middle of the night while you're sleeping. It could be in the morning on your way to work. Now some of y'all are saying that'd be a perfect time right there. Hallelujah. He's coming. No one knows the day nor the hour. So be ready for this prophetic event. Be ready. You know, one approach I feel like God's always placed on my heart, really anytime I get a chance to preach, but definitely here at home. I feel like he always reminds me that this could be your last time ever preaching this could be the last chance you ever get to be able to preach the gospel and that's the flip side of that too because this could be the last time you ever hear the gospel and you need to be ready you need to be ready for this prophetic event that Jesus is coming back this event should also encourage us it should encourage us. Don't, don't get discouraged by what I'm saying to you today. We should be encouraged. We should be encouraged to live every day like Jesus is coming back today. I was given a wonderful reminder years ago. You know what? Live like he's coming today. Plan like he's coming 100 years from now. Live like he's coming today, but plan like it might be 100 years from now. But live for him today. Live for him today. Live like today might be today that he comes back. Be encouraged to live every day like Jesus is coming back. We should be encouraged to live holy lives. Paul tells us and also Peter tells us 
that because we're focused on the second coming of Christ that we need to we need to be encouraged to live holy lives that means that you cast off every work of darkness come on cast it off cast it off whatever that darkness is whatever it is that's keeping you from being fully surrendered to him and living for the Lord cast it off be encouraged to live a holy life be encouraged to walk in faith to keep believing God be encouraged to walk in peace be encouraged to walk in love be encouraged to share the gospel be encouraged to stay watchful and to stay alert because the enemy prowls around like a lion seeking whom he can devour stay alert, stay watchful be ready, be ready, always be ready we need to be encouraged to do the work of the Lord before the daylight is gone and night comes. Come on, we only got a few hours of day left. We need to keep working. I believe, listen, I believe we're in the last hour. I believe we're in the last hour. And there's a work that has to be done. So we need to be encouraged to do the work of the Lord. We need to be encouraged to, to be hopeful. Be encouraged to be heavenly minded. Keep your mind on heaven. And this may be the biggest encouragement for some of you this morning right here. Be encouraged to repent and receive Jesus Christ in your life right now. Now, now. Jesus said these words in the Gospel of Mark. Jesus says, the time has come, the kingdom of God is near, repent and believe the good news. Jesus also said, but unless you repent, you too all will perish. Repent means that you're going in one direction and you have an encounter with Christ and He, he saves you, He delivers you and, and you have a change of mind, a change of heart and, and it works right into your feet and you're going one way and you encounter with Him and you turn now and you're going in a different direction. You, you cast off the deeds of darkness. You leave the sin. You leave the things of the world. You leave the appetite of the flesh. You walk away from it and you have to die to self so you can be born again in God to a new life and you begin to walk with Him. And he changes you and he transforms you day by day. Hallelujah. Do you need to repent this morning? Jesus said, unless you repent, you too will all perish. He could come back in any time. Let me ask you the question. What if it were today? What if it were today? Please, please don't think in your mind right now, I'll get ready. I'll get ready later. I'll get ready later. Later may never come for you. Later may never come from you for you. God help us to be ready. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. I'm asking you again, sir, father, mother, whoever you are, are you ready to meet Jesus today? Are you rapture ready? If not, you need to repent and receive Jesus Christ now. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever would believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus declared, he says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And it's only through faith in Jesus Christ that you can be saved. Listen, there's not some kind of cosmic scale out there uh, on the way to heaven that's going to weigh your good and weigh your bad. You're never going to be good enough. Our righteousness is like filthy rags. We are liars, thieves. We're sinners. We have broken God's law. And the wages of sin is death. 
But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. And I praise God that Jesus loves us all so much. He loves us enough that he came to this earth born of a virgin, free from a sinful nature. He lived a perfect sinless life. He went to the cross for you and me, died for our sins. He rose from the dead never to die again. He ascended to heaven and one day, one day, one day, and I believe real soon he's coming back and like the song goes, oh what a glorious day, oh what a glorious day. And I ask you this morning, are you ready for that glorious day? Are you ready for that glorious event? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray that you're ready. I pray that you're ready. I pray that you have repented of your sins and received Jesus Christ to be your Lord and to be your Savior. John 1 says this right here. To all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Have you received Christ into your life today? Are you believing in Jesus Christ? Have you confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? Do you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? For those that believe and confess with their mouth, they shall be saved. Repent of your sin. Put your faith in Christ. plead with you this morning one I plead with you to make sure that your soul is ready you're either all in with the Lord or you're not he's either Lord of all or not Lord of all not Lord at all I ask you is he Lord of all is he Lord of all I plead with you to make sure that you're ready. This, this is not fairy tale. This is not, I'm preaching to you the word of God. Be ready. Be ready. Make sure you're ready. He's coming again. And we should listen, church. We should be happy. We should be thrilled. We should be hopeful. We should be joyful. Come on. We should be ready, anticipating, great expectation. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. And listen, someone and something far better is coming. I'm not going to get discouraged. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. Why? Because someone, someone, Jesus, and something far better is coming. And we need to be ready. And I know right now a lot of you are going through some hardships and pain and problems and all kinds of difficulties. But friend, just keep hanging on. Keep hanging on. Keep hanging on. I know, believe me, sometimes you feel like you're hanging by a thread. But don't let go. Keep hanging on to Jesus. And don't lose focus. Don't lose focus. You know how many messages I've got 
over the last several months says, son, don't lose focus. Don't lose focus. Don't you lose focus. Keep the main thing the main thing. And I'm here to tell you this morning, whatever you're going through in your life, don't lose focus. Don't lose focus. Don't lose focus. Listen, I, I, I know there's a force of evil working, trying to pull you back, trying to discourage you, trying to destroy you, but don't lose focus. Come on. This is the last hour. Keep your eyes up looking for Jesus for our redemption draw nigh. Hallelujah. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Nobody looking around. Please be very reverent, please. I need Christians praying right now, please. I want to talk to you this morning. Friend, if you're here this morning and you're not sure about your soul, your salvation, you're not sure that you're saved, you're, you're not sure if you're ready, you're not ready that when Jesus comes back and God is speaking to you this morning by the Holy Spirit and He's convicting you and moving your heart. That's, that's the work of the Holy Spirit right now, drawing you to the Father and He's, he's moving you to a place of where you would surrender your life to Jesus Christ today and make Him Lord and make Him Savior. By faith, by faith. Nobody looking around, nobody looking around. If you're here this morning and you would be honest enough before Almighty God and you would say, Preacher, I need you to pray for me today because I, I need to get ready, I need to get prepared and I want you to pray for me would you put your hand up real high and just say that's me would you pray God bless you young lady God bless you sir God bless you sir God bless you ma'am God bless you sir you can put your hand down any others come on obey the Lord obey the Lord obey the Lord praise God Christians keep praying keep praying please for those that lifted your hands or maybe those that didn't, even those that are watching through the live stream right now, can you, just, can you just pray right now with me? Pray with me. It's the prayer out of the heart. It's a confession of faith. Just pray right there where you are in your seat. Just say, Jesus, I am a sinner and I have sinned and broken your law and I need to be saved and I can't save myself. That's why you came, Jesus. You died on the cross you are my substitute and your blood is what satisfies the wrath of God and I thank you for dying on the cross and I thank you for shedding your blood that washes away my sin and I thank you Jesus that you rose from the grave you conquered death hell and the grave and because you live as a resurrected king I can live forever too in a place called heaven that's far better, far better. And I don't want to miss it, Lord. I don't want to miss it. And right now, in this very moment here in this service, I place my faith in you, Jesus. I, I, I confess with my mouth. Come on, right there where you are. Jesus, you're my Lord. Say it to him. You're my Lord, Jesus. You're my Lord. And I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. And I thank you, Lord, for giving me new life, eternal life, an abundant life that starts right now. And by faith, I trust you. And I, by faith, I surrender my life to you to be born again, to be born again spiritually 
in my life, all things being made new.